Bang bang. Welcome to the potty is brought to you by Bet with Joel, the best in sports betting advice. Uh, look, Bet with Joel has the system. The system is waiting for you. Okay, so Joel spent ten years at least as a professional sports better. And what what happened was he was winning so much bread from the bookmakers. They've blacklisted him. They've all blacklisted him from from the whole game. And now, now he's passing on his expertise to you, right? So now you can sign up to bet with Joel, go any package you like. The numbers are there. He's got the graphs for you. He'll show you how much money he has, how many units he's given back to the people. You see? So you can, you know, you can upgrade from two minute noodles to steak dinners, you know? Instead of going on Tinder dates to the fucking soup kitchen, you can really, you can really wine and dine. These are uh, these people that you're going on dates with, you know. You don't. You can go to the new bar at the casino. You can go to the casino, lose, you know, lose a couple racks, and be like, "That's all right." You know, that's just, you know, that's about twenty units. I just, I just put it on the table. That's all gone. But I've got twenty units, most likely coming in on the AFL tomorrow. You know, the AFL season has just started. This is Joel's, this is Joel's best work, the AFL season. This is the third season since the launch of Bet With Joel, okay? Over two seasons, he's he's paid out 500, 500 plus units, and that's unsourced. I believe that's what it was. I think it was, if you're 50, if you're $50 better, he said, and you and you got on every bet at the price, you, you would have uh, won you would have won in excess of $22,500. Think about that. That's extra two, that's a, that's an extra, you know, 11 grand a year just by investing with Bet With Joel. And that's, you know, that's that's with math. That's with math. So that's, as well as your investment, your subscription to the service, that's on top of that. That's, that's money won. That's in your pocket, bro. Think about that. So if you want to sign up to Bet With Joel and start really making that money, really adding to your, you know, your bankroll really adding to that that check stacking them chips you know sign up bet with joel at betwithjoel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty enter promo code potty exclusive 50 potty exclusive five zero for 50 percent off your first week or if you sign up to the nba package which i would say is joel's second best sport if you sign up to the nba package you will, uh, you will end up uh, putting in the code potty 30 P-O-D-D-Y-3-0 for 30% off. And then, you know, this is, this is what, uh, discount as they say, discount. Discount's a beautiful thing, bro. Cause that's, you know, that's how you even make a little bit more bread. So get, get involved with that. Bear with Joel, dude. Look, if you haven't, you know, if you haven't been there before, try it. I know some people backed out there. You know, sometimes you have a downslide. And if you don't if you don't have the nutsack to stay with it, stay with the program and really, really wait for the next, you know, the next turn up, bruh. And I'm and I ain't talking about vegetables. You need to check you need to check yourself, bruh. But if you haven't done it yet and you're not scared, come in with no fear. You know? Sometimes you lose, but sometimes you fucking win. And then numbers don't lie the numbers don't lie it's a successful investment 
So get involved. Betwithjoel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50 or potty 30 for your discount. Welcome to the potty is also brought to you by Phoenix Fitness. That's FNX Fitness. Look, I I stepped on the scales for the first time uh, in three years yesterday. I had a, I had a doctor's appointment. And check this out. I was not happy with what I uh, with what I fucking saw, bro. So there's you know there's something we need to really work on. And if I go to Phoenix Fitness, I can get all the supplements I need to recover faster, perform better, and get to my ideal, you know, goal as soon as possible, bro. Okay. You can, you know, I can go and I can go and buy some 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 Phoenix Fitness apparel. Really get, you know, really get into this whole workout thing. You know, hitting bags. And I'm not talking about on weekends, I'm talking about really boxing bags that's what i'm talking about and then you know i hit those shits i get on the bike i spin you know i, I spin the legs i turn them over put it in my little apple watch it tells me how many how many calories i burned you know so phoenix fitness uh go to the link in the episode description the link in the welcome to the potty instagram bio and enter promo code wttp i think that's it WTTP and you get 15% off. So do that. Welcome to the potty is also supported by Bung Bung Coffee. The best coffee that you'll ever fucking taste. This is premium coffee. I'm sipping on it right now. Mm-mm. Now that shit's delicious. And you can get that shit. Uh, you really can get that um, at bungbungcoffee.com. You can get beans, you can get ground coffee, you can get cups, uh, and it's all good. It's it's it gets sent to you in compostable mail bags, so you can throw that shit in your compost, and it will actually go back into the earth and, and grow shit instead of, you know, going out into the Pacific Ocean into a you know, a garbage a garbage pile swirling around, twice the size of Texas, two miles deep. You understand that? That's a real thing. It's because there's too many people in this world and we need to, you know, some of us need to die. I actually don't even know why they even bothered making a COVID vaccine because most of us really need to go. But let's not get into that. Go to bungbungcoffee.com and uh, it really, it really is environmentally friendly. Put your coffee grounds and your compostable mailbag in your compost, bro. And look at this. Bing, bing, bing. Green growth. Enter promo code POTTY, P-O-D-D-Y, for 10% off all orders, okay? Bungbungcoffee.com. And I think it's time for us to start the show. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome to the party, Bung Bung! It's your man, Clay Tron, aka the Big Boss Man, aka the uh, Clumsy Jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the Milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD Podcast and the Magnum PI Podcast and the Captain. Holy shit. Holy shit, that was a problem. The intro, I almost failed the intro. I would call it a fail. Uh, you know, I we always pride ourselves here at the Welcome to the Potty Podcast for not 
taking days off. We've never missed a week. Never missed it. I think I missed one. I did miss one last year due to a funeral. And uh, I've just missed one last week due to just being overloaded with, with the Fringe Festival and all this. And, you know, apparently if you take one week off, you forget your fucking intro. But we got there in the end. We stumbled over it. We trudged through it. And we're here. We're back. We're, we're back on board. And we're ready to go. And I've got this bung bung bean in my hand. So I'm bringing the motherfucking energy today on this wonderful Saturday late morning. It's late morning. Mm, that's a good fucking bean, bruh. Yeah, dude. So let me give you motherfuckers a fringe update. Who killed Santa? He went for six six nights. I think it was the 9th to the 14th of March. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yes, that's six. So first night, I'll break it down. I'll break it down to you real, real quick. First night, I had I had a closing joke, which just didn't quite work. Didn't quite work out, right? So I had to rearrange some jokes. I found the order. It worked out better. Bung, bung. I did that for the rest of the week like that. One night, Gene gets sick. Proper sick, throwing up, all this. Um, I put it down to this. He did a Bucks party the weekend before, uh, before we started our run. Then the day we had our first show, he he goes and gets a six-hour tattoo session. So he's just been on probably the bags, uh, bags of, and when I say bags, I mean bags of, you know, probably a plethora of different drugs, I can only assume, okay? He does this for whatever, they're, they're away for two or three nights or something comes back and he says, I'm all good. And I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, it just hasn't hit you yet. Cause I understand, I understand what it's like to really have a crack, you know? Then he goes and gets six hour tattoo session. We get through our first night, maybe second night. And then the next night he's sick. He's like, oh, I don't know what it is. I'm like, well, motherfucker, I know what it is. You, you know, it's called withdrawal symptoms. That's essentially what I believe. You know, it's all unsourced. I'm not a doctor. Do I have a PhD? Yes. I'm not a medical doctor. I got a PhD in podcasting, but you know, that's neither here nor there, but you know, this is what I believe. So we had to get someone else in, uh, Mr. Billy Egan. And, uh, I can say Mr. Because I believe that his, you know, he's not too worried. He's not too concerned with his pronouns. You know, you gotta, wa- you gotta watch out for that these days. You know, sometimes on Instagram, Twitter, people got their pronouns in their bios, bro. He, his, uh, what is it? he, 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 him, his, it's like, bro, relax, relax. Dude, I remember when I was a kid, I used to answer the phone. This is when I was younger before my voice broke. I used to pick up the phone, but my, my voice was like deep enough to sound like a grown woman, but not deep enough to sound like a teenage boy, you know? And people would just start rattling shit off. You know, you know how if you answer the phone and it's a uh, telemarketer, they they try and hit you with their shit. And it's like this. Look, I you know, I do some sales repping, right? For, for Youngblood Beer. I'm wearing the shirt right now. I don't just go in there and fucking wa- shake their hand and hold on to their hand and be like, look, this is the lager. This is the crystal ale. This is this and this is that. Um, this is the price list. Uh, and by the way, my name's Clay. What's your name? No, bro. No. And this that's essentially what these cats do. They hold you hostage on the phone. You answer the phone. 
you're like, and this is how I answer the phone. I, I answer the phone like it's the mid nineties or early two thousands. Right. And then they've got to go, hello, is this a, a Calibri McMahon? I'll be like, Hey, what is this in regards to right now? Tell me. I'm calling from the uh, uh, business bureau of the uh, uh, financial uh, interest. Uh. I mean, like, hey, look, look, I just started my own fucking business. I don't have time for yours. You understand me? And also, also, you can't even say the business name right. You're reading, you're reading off a script. You don't work for those motherfuckers. You are just a telemarketing agency. Get off my line. Take me, take my number off your shit, right? They're holding you hostage. Uh, this is this is all getting this is all coming back to pronouns. So don't worry. I'm just saying this is how I used to answer the phone. I'd be like, "Hello," and I was I was young. I didn't have manners yet, so I didn't say hello. This is Claiborne. Hello, Claiborne speaking. I'd be like, "What?" And these cats would be like, "Oh, hi, Rhonda. I was just um yeah, I was thinking about Saturday night. And we're gonna do that." I'd be like, "Hey, hey, 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 hey. This is Clay, motherfucker." Hold on while I get my mom. So that's what my voice used to sound like. And I didn't, you know, I didn't fucking kick up a fuss when these motherfuckers thought I was a female. I didn't be like, excuse me, my pronouns are fucking this and that. You know? So just relax. Relax. If you're, you know, if you're doing transitions and you still look like a guy and someone says like, um... You know, your name used to be, your name used to be fucking Liam and now you don't, you're doing Linda, right? And someone said, and someone says like, yeah, I was just, I was hanging out with Linda and I was telling him, you know, and then Linda's like, uh, it's her. Be like, Hey, I've known you for 25 years, bruh. And I knew you as him the whole motherfucking time. All right, so get, forgive me if after 25 years of saying him, I've got to adjust. Can I get some leeway? Can I get a bit of forgiveness, bruh? You feel me? Linda, shit, Linda's really out here tripping. You've been, you know, you've been transitioning for three months. I know you 25 years, been calling you him the whole time. And now I'm going to, you know, I'm going to call you fucking her i'm like hold up that's what i'm saying like get that shit out of your twitter bios just relax with it we'll figure it out give us a friendly reminder don't start freaking out on us and calling us transphobic just be like oh shit uh you you just dropped a little him there and i'm i'm actually a her now or even if you're not uh, transitioning you just identify how am i supposed to know that you identify right so if i come up and say like yeah, like, you know, you're serving me at the fucking, you know, grocery store and we've got, you know, we've got a misunderstanding with the prices or something and then the manager comes over and I'm like, yo, I was just talking to this a very helpful gentleman here and this, then the gentleman says, um, lady, I'm like, shit, well, you got a three foot beard, bro. What the fuck did you think I was going to call you? You know, I don't know. You have to just give us a friendly reminder instead of getting all, you know, oh, you're transphobic. It's like, nah, bro. I don't give a fuck. Do you? I love you. Just don't be an asshole. Because guess what? If you're an asshole, I don't love you. 
I come out thinking, I come out thinking this. Oh, that motherfucker's trying to just trying to get in shit, trying to work this shit out. Anyway, like I said, I told you we were gonna get back. We were gonna get back somewhere, and I have I have forgotten what I was talking about. Fringe, um, fringe, and oh yeah, yes, I remember Billy Egan, Mister. I called Billy Egan Mister Billy Egan. I'm sure that's okay with him. Um. So he came and filled in, but you know, I was originally doing 10 minutes and then Bill was like, oh yeah, I'll come and do like 15 or whatever. And Gene was doing 20. So then I had to do 15 that night. So I had to figure out how to get another five into my, the material that I'd written for the fringe. And that went fine. That went, that was, and thank you so much to, to Bill for coming to help out. Right. Um, so that was, yeah, there was, there was some obstacles. Most, most nights. So the first night, uh, the first obstacle was like, we didn't realize, we knew there was going to be some noise bleed with like an open, an open air venue, but this was like next level shit. There was like the loudest cabaret or jazz band or something going on behind us. We had two comedy shows either side of us, a road behind us with, you know, motorbikes, police sirens, fucking buses helicopter landing pads, all this wild shit's going on. And, you know, you have to kind of acknowledge it, but it takes them out of it. So it that was tough. We got, we, you know, I was the opening act. So I was the one that had to sort of acknowledge that. And I didn't make it funny enough, admittedly. I needed to probably write a new joke instead of trying to freestyle that shit. But we figured it out. Um, So that went well. That was our first, that was our first, uh, sort of obstacle. Then Zach, he has a bit where he likes to run through the crowd and start pouring gin in everyone's mouths. And because of COVID rules, we weren't allowed to do that. Uh, so he was like, how am I going to do my act? And I was like, honestly, bro, how about you just do your act (laughs) without doing, without doing that, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it got a bit dramatic. It got a bit dramatic out there and it didn't really need to. And I was, you know, I'm just trying to have fun as my first friend. I'm trying to just like, Hey, let's just go out have some fun, focus, do our jokes, get the fuck out. So anyway, we had a good run. We sold out the weekend, which was fucking like amazing. You know, my first, my first friends, you know, I had a couple of like semi vets alongside me. So like, it wasn't that surprising to sell out, but like as my first time, as a fringe comedian, I, uh, that felt good. That felt really nice to me to sell out a few nights. So that was fucking, that was really nice. That was really nice. And honestly, especially when you look like the fucking push a T of comedy and people think, is this motherfucker going to sling bricks or sling cocaine at us? They don't really know what's going on when I get on the stage, you know, fucking six foot seven heavy as fuck. I won't tell you how much I weigh, but heavy. You know, tattoos, braids. People are like, oh, this shit's really, this shit's really going to go wrong for us right now. He's going to start handing out a, it's going to be like church in this bitch and he's going to hand out a fucking donations plate. And if you don't put anything in there, we're going to get, you know, popped. You know, and I, yeah, I guess I kind of had a joke about that anyway. But the, the, the real thing here was, networking you know i met a lot of fantastic comedians a lot of uh friendly people loving embracing people 
And, you know, the thing was that I felt like I had to go out every night. And I did. I went out every night and I stayed out late every night. And I really got run down. I didn't get sick yet. You know, I've been a week, a week, I'm a week out of my last gig well, my last fringe show. <clears throat> and I still haven't got sick, which is pretty impressive considering, yeah, I was probably walking in at about four every, every morning. 4am every day. And I'm not a big sleep in guy, dude. And this is a, this is, this is something that I don't quite, I don't quite understand about me. Like I just said a moment ago, I'm six feet, seven inches tall. And I've never been a big sleeper. I've been a late, I'm a night owl and a early bird, you know? And those are both two sort of, you know, flying animal references. But, yeah, I go to bed. I go to bed late. I wake up early, and I always have. I always have, even when I was a, a kid. Apparently, my mom, you know, my mom was pretty off me. I'm, I'm surprised, you know, you know how Brenda had a baby and she put that motherfucker in the garbage. I'm surprised that my mother wasn't Brenda, kind of thing, because I was not sleeping. And I'm just wondering how the fuck did I grow this tall? Isn't, you know, don't you grow mostly when you're sleeping? And I barely, I've barely slept my whole life. I'm still catching up. And I'm, I'm this, can you imagine what the fuck I would be like if I slept? I'd probably be at least, I'd be, I'd be reciprocal, bro. I'd be seven, six if I got some fucking sleep. I don't know how I got this tall. I think my mum put, put maybe fucking fertilizer in my, in my breakfast or something, but she never fed me breakfast or made me lunch. Check this out. And she was a good mother. Okay. But she, you know, she was always working. So she would always cook me dinner. But breakfast and lunch, that was that was on me. So she would, you know, she would buy cereal, bread, you know, toast, Vegemite here in Australia. Um, and this is a funny joke that I actually heard. We'll get back to breakfast, but uh, I think it was an English dude or maybe Scottish dude, you know, UK. He's talking about um, not once in Australia has anybody ever offered me Vegemite. But every time I meet an Australian when I'm back in the UK, the first thing they do is pull out a fucking thing of Vegemite. And I I fucking identify with that 100%. Dude, I brought Vegemite to America. Never never really ate it, but like it was like a party thing. It was like people, you know, people come in and I'd be like, "Hey, you motherfuckers want some Vegemite?" They'd be like, "What?" You know? I think it's just like maybe a, you know, if you don't have the time to learn magic, you can pick chicks up with, you know, feeding them Vegemite or something. But, um, yeah, so my mom didn't really give me breakfast, but she must have been putting something in my dinner, bro, because I don't know how I... I don't know how I, I, I grew to be this tall without sleeping. Uh, and I just, need to, I just need to pause real quick because... The, the filming stopped. The streaming's still going, but the filming stopped. Hold up. All right, we're back. <clears throat> this is how this is how organized. See, this is what Fringe did to me. I'm uh, disorganized all of a sudden. So, yeah, the battery pack just ran out. And now I forgot what I was talking about. Forgot what the fuck I was talking about. But, um, yeah, shit. What was, I, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, I went out every night. But yeah, but that's, that's fringe, man. I, I really enjoyed it. I met some good people. 
we made some money and I'm, I'm hoping to reinvest that money and go not on tour, but like go and do spots, you know, do some five, fives and tens in Melbourne, Brisbane and Cairns, I think is going to be my first little trips that I do. And, uh, yeah, I've got some, I've got some good, you know, friends, contacts now that can, can help me set some spots up, which is dope, which is fucking dope. And like make, make some of you guys laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, shit. What else? Oh yeah. Last night I did a late, like a late show spot and, um, this is, this is a weird, this is like a, like a little weird, like meta situation. This girl, the whole front row was lit. The show started at 11 PM. So it was like, you know, and, and it was a Friday night. So it was like, everyone's fucked up, which is fine. I'm not, you know, I'm not mad at it. But, uh, when you, how do I, how do I put this? they're all talking. All right. So the MC, the host of the show sort of, he kicked someone out before, like I was the first act and he, he had already kicked someone out before I go up. And so I'm like, I'm sort of like, Oh fuck, like this is going to be, you know? And so I, I, you know, I, I, I'm not experienced enough probably to, to have dealt with it well enough. And so I went up and I was all neurotic about it as well. And every time someone talked, I was like, Hey, you know, and I wasn't funny. I was just like being like a teacher. Listen to me, I'm the one with the mic. It's not what I said, but like near enough, right? And uh, there was this one girl completely fuck-eyed in the front row, dude. Like, and I'm talking, you know, I asked her what she did and she said she was a lawyer. And so she was definitely coked the fuck up at minimum. Um, But she, yeah, she was definitely drunk as well. Her, Her head was... Her head was, it was like a bobble doll. Um, remember kids, remember babies when they're about to sleep and they hit their chin on their, on their chest and they bounce back up. That's what this bitch was doing. Right. And then, and, uh, dude, she was definitely probably a couple grams deep, bro. She was a Grammy award nominee. You understand? She was, yeah, she was highly medicated, bro. And that's fine. I like to medicate from time to time. I'm taking a break though at the moment. I'm taking two weeks off drinking, going to a wedding, drinking there, then taking a month off drinking. That's what I'm doing. Um, just, yeah, just for your information. But this chick, dude. Anyway, the, the reason this is meta is because maybe a year and a half ago, I don't know if you guys remember this story or not, but Rachel and I stayed at a hotel in the city uh, cause it was a long weekend. We just wanted to sort of like do something. We didn't have the dog yet. All this shit. So we stayed, stayed in a hotel in the city and, uh, we went, we went to this place, Sonny's It's a pizza bar. And, uh, this chick, this same chick that was in the front row last night, she was there. And I think, I think I'd met her like maybe in high school or something like this, you know, high school, we're talking, we're talking like 15 years ago, maybe. Unless, you know, at least a decade ago, I'd, I'd met this chick. I don't know if she remembered or I think she did. She's talking and I, I kind of felt like she was trying to get in a uh, a threesome with us. Right? Because she's saying like, oh, like, she's asking us like straight up, like what we're into sexually and like, oh, what's your safe word? And I was like, I was like, bitch, I'm not about safe words. 
you know? We try to kill each other. No, no, no. I, I'm not I'm not like into this. I don't want to do anything where I need where I need someone to tell me to stop it, you know? Or vice versa. I'm not into that. No. Gentle and not a, no, sometimes love making, but you know, fucking like <laughs> like gentle fucking, bro. You know, that's what I'm into. You know, sometimes rough, but not like aggressive. You feel me? I don't need a safe word. We don't do safe words. And she's like, oh my God. And she's, and she's really trying to, I don't know if she's just trying to have like some conversation, you know, she's, she's bagged up. She's trying to, you know, she's feeling herself. Maybe she's on Molly and she's, you know, she's down there, you know, slipping. You feel me? I'm talking about off her seat. Cause you know, she's wet. You know, let me spell it out for you. She's wet. She's got that what, you know, as Cardi B said, that, that wet ass pussy, you know? So she, she's doing all this big talking and I, I, and I literally looked at Rach and Rach is like, what the fuck? Is she trying to fuck us? And I was like, I think so. And, and I was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Cause, uh, she's making me a little bit uncomfortable anyway. She's doing the most and I'm about to fucking agree to it. She's, by the way, she's attractive. You know, I'm, I'm getting ready to fucking agree to this shit. So I'm like, let's get out of here. Right. Um, where was I going? Yeah, but that's, that's it. This chick, I've seen her twice in probably two years and, uh, she has been aggressively fucked up. So she's got a problem and hope, uh, the very best for her. But speaking of threesomes, dude, I, I forgot to tell you about this. There's another fringe story. So I was out there grinding, bro, out on the streets, out on the streets with the flyers. Um, here. I'll grab one here. These, this is what the flyers look like, right? We got like, you know, like a thousand of these shits uh, or more, maybe, maybe like 2000, right? So I'm, in, I'm out in the streets trying to get people to come to the show. Like, you know, oh, do you like comedy? Oh, do you like black guys? You know, all this shit. I'm like, you guys single? Um, you know, playing. I'm playing fucking rock paper scissors. I'm doing whatever it takes, dude. Sucking dicks, and they and uh, these. I finish up. I did four hours on the corner, dude. You know, four hours. One in one on one day. The other days I was doing like hour here, thirty minutes here. You know, but th- on this one day I was like, because it was raining. It was fucking raining. So I was like. And it was an outdoor venue, so I'm like, shit, we, I need a grind and we need to get people in, right? So I'm out there for four hours, and it's people don't fucking want flyers, bro. Think about it. Every time I've got a flyer, I think, I think I'm less likely to go to the show, you know? I think posters are good. You see it, and then one day, you know, one day you're like, oh, what should we see tonight? And then you say, oh, who killed Santa? Oh, shit, I've seen a poster for that. Let's go see that. That's what I like. I don't, I don't want to fucking fly. Anyway, I'm grinding. I'm out there grinding. And I finish up and I'm walking to the venue because it's like an hour to showtime. And this couple come up to me. No, this couple starts smiling at me and I'm looking at them. I don't recognize them. I'm like, fuck. I must have met these motherfuckers like while I was fucked up the other night or, or one time. And I just went, I, I, I was like, I'm going to go with honesty here. I'm sorry, guys. I, just, I don't remember you. And they're like, no, no, we don't know you. We're just admiring you. That's what the, I think that's what the girl said, the female. There's a, there's a female-male relationship here. Seemingly heterosexual, okay? Uh, and they're smiling, dude, beaming. And I'm like, oh, okay, uh, admiring. <laughs> and she, and she, the girl goes, no, the guy goes, how fucking tall are you, mate? And I was like, you know, I, lo- I love that question. 
Um, but I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> I'm six seven, dude. Um, he's, and the girl goes, "What do you do to take advantage of that body?" And I was like, "Oh, um, I used to pl- I used to play basketball, but now I tell jokes." And the dude was like, "What? You tell j- you're a comedian? Do you have a show?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, like in an hour." He's like, what, what is it? And I pulled out a, pulled out a flyer, gave it, and they just fucking, speaking of slip, slop, slapping, bro, these motherfuckers were sun safe. They were wet as a motherfucker. Bro. Oh my God, we're going to come in. And they came. Like, and I, I, I probably mean that in both senses. I'm pretty sure they came in their trousers and also came to my show. And, uh, that, that kind of felt to me like, like maybe they were trying to fuck me or buy me, dude. And I've got a joke about not knowing whether I was getting recruited or being sold because some dude, some recruiter was touching me. And everyone thinks it's a joke. This motherfucker touched me in public, bro. <laughs> I don't mean like being molested, but I mean, he was sizing me up like like I was on the fucking trading block, bro. The real one, you know, slavery. Um, But that's what it felt like, either that they wanted to fuck me or sell me or buy me. You know, so that was wild, but they came, which was dope. So got their money, pocketed that shit. Not yet. Haven't, haven't actually got the money yet, but they came. Um, but that's, yeah, that's cause someone told me Eliza, the one that I had the coffee drinking competition with, uh, probably about two months ago. She told, she was like, Oh, what's, what's, you know, what's your weirdest fringe story? Like so far. And I was like, what? No, nothing. She's like, Oh, usually there's always something weird. And then I was like, it happened like probably 30 minutes before she said this. And I was like, oh, actually just then this happened. And she was like, oh shit. Yeah. Were they trying to fuck you? And I was like, that's what I was thinking. I didn't want to say it because it sounds cocky, but that's what it felt like. They wanted it, you know, some of that stick. Um, So that <laughs> that's, yeah, that was, that was something else. I got something else for you too. I went to a bar most nights most nights after our show I went to the same bar and one night these girls are a bit younger I think probably like 19 20 I'm 30 turning 31 okay talking to these kids and they you know they were pretty fucked up and um one of them was one of them I won't I won't say it but we're talking and I go up to, to share a cigarette with, uh, with one of these girls. And then one of the other girl, one of her friends come like, she's trying to go home. And she was, she was a, she was a lesbian. The one that, the, the one that was already upstairs and was coming over. And I'm talking about, she was a lesbian in the obvious sense, as in you can see it just by looking at her. And that's, you know, that's maybe a polarizing comment, but most people look at me and they think I'm I'm going to rob those motherfuckers, like I said earlier. But I could t- this this is a known fact, you know. She she was wearing the lesbian uniform, is what I'm saying. And she comes over aggressive, like, and she's saying, "Come on, we're fucking leaving. Get come come with us. Like, get in the fucking car. You're staying at my house." And this girl's like, "I just want to go home." You know, and then this the the lesbian one, she's getting mad at me, like like I'm trying to bang this this girl and uh and i'm like look i've got a girlfriend who i'm going home to so like everyone relax 
I was like, you're getting mad aggressive, dude. You know? And I was just saying dude is in like, like, you know, bra or, you know, individual, you know, or friend. But this girl didn't want to be friends. And frankly, I didn't want to be friends with her. And she freaks the fuck out. She goes, I am not a dude. I was like, fuck. I was like, hey, someone, someone's said that to you before, huh? She's like, she's like, fuck you. And she goes, fuck you to her, to her friend that I'm having a smoke with. And you know, I'm not a smoker, but you know, occasionally when I'm drinking, I'll, I'll dabble. And uh, this girl's like, I'm like, damn, I was like, shouldn't you go? Like that bitch seems mad. She's like, I don't live with her. Like I want to go home to my house, you know? And I was like, yeah, 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 I feel you. But that was wild. And she's just like, yeah, I don't know. She's like protective or something. And I was like, word, dude. Well, have fun with that friendship. Uh, I'm going to go now. And she's like, uh, oh, where are you parked? Right. And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm parked over here. I'm, I'm, I'm parked over like, you know, a few blocks over there. She's like, I'll walk with you and I'll get a, I'll get a, uh, I'll get a Uber from, from where your car's at. Right. So we walk over there, she gets an Uber, but the girl sees us walk and freaks the fuck out on her. And I'm like, I'm like, you sure that's not your girlfriend? She's mad as a motherfucker right now. She's like, I don't know. She's just drunk, you know? And I, people get drunk. People do get drunk and they, they get a little bit wild with their, they get a bit loose with their lips, bro. They get a bit wild with their words, you know? Get a bit lit with their language, bro. And, she was, she was on one. Moral of the story is last night, she's the fucking bartender at the, the show that I did, the late night show where, so I've got these, I've got the bartenders back there who's already abused me. I've got the girl, the girl whose head's wobbling from side to side. looks like she's got a broken fucking neck in the front row. And I'm like, I've got history with the front of the room and the back of the room. And then there's these little fucking nerds to, to the left of me who I guess they just lost their virginity the night before. Like this is a whole thing. And they're, they're really feeling themselves. One of them's wearing a fucking velvet, you know, uh, sport coat. And honestly, honestly, it's a, it's just a wild world that we live in. These cats are out here. This motherfucker is, you know, he looks like McLovin meets fucking Ron Burgundy. And he's wearing sunglasses indoors. He's Mc, he's McLovin, Burgundy. McLovin meets Ron Burgundy meets fucking Kanye West. This motherfucker was. It was wild for the night, bro. So that's that's what Fringe is, and that's you know that's all I'm going to talk about. Fringe. I, I've only talked about it for thirty minutes, but that's you know shit's wild. Shit's wild out in these streets, bro. You never know what you're going to get out there. Uh, what else did I do though? That's it, really. I'll be, I'm back to work now after a month off. Um, so that's been that's been rough, you know, trying to readjust, get get back into the swing of things. Uh, we have my dog Gigi. She's sick. It's her birthday today, the twentieth of March. Is my dog's? It's my dog's one year birthday, bro. She's one year old, and uh, she. She got kennel cough and I, I organized a birthday party for her tomorrow. I um 
I organize a birthday party for her tomorrow where all my friends who have dogs could, were going to come over and bring their dogs over for just a play. You know, nothing crazy. I don't want people bringing gifts or nothing like that, but just bring your dog and, you know, it's a play, it's a play date. It's a beautiful, you know, time. And then, yeah, the dog starts coughing and shit. I took her to the vet this morning. She's got kennel cough and it's all good. Just takes a couple of weeks. It's, it's very, it's highly contagious, I guess. So, um, she can't go to like doggy daycare or yeah, I can't have this play date for her birthday. So I got to, after I record this, I think I'm going to go like Google how to make like a doggy birthday cake. And I'm going to do that for her, you know, something like that. Cause I feel, but I just, I just rearrange, I just rescheduled for three weeks from now when she was, she's not, she definitely won't be contagious by then. Friends come over, bring their dogs, big play date, beautiful thing. We got a big yard, so that'd be dope. But yeah, that's 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 sad for the dog. That's sad for the dog, man. I miss I'm I feel for her. She seems sad too. She seems like she doesn't really like it. She coughs up all this phlegm. She's it, it's like a real it's like a human cough, but it's called kennel cough. Which is mad corny, bruh. And um when things are mad corny, this is the sound bite for it. Man, you corny! Shout out to Chappelle's show. Um Hold on, let me finish this coffee real quick. It's getting cold. Oh, but it's still delicious. Bungbungcoffee.com. Uh, I think we, I think we, what have I got written down here? We're going to go to, we're going to go to sports. Uh, so yeah, honestly, the the NCAA tournament has started. March Madness, you know what it is, right? A pi- pictures came out of the men's facilities versus the women's, and the discrepancy was so fucking wild, bro. Check this out: the men have like a whole like the the weight room situation in the convention center is like it's big. It's bigger than like a gold's gym, okay? And then the <laughs> the women had a massage table and one of those like triangle racks uh, for dumbbells. That's, that was their gym, and that that's pretty turned, bro. And that the, the NCAA is fucked for that. But then the the there was the swag bag. So that's you get a bunch of merch in the tournament, right? So we we went to the. Um, NEC tournament one year and we got yeah we got a bunch of swag we got like a hoodie and a blanket and lanyards and this that and the third you get a bunch of shit but if you go to the NCAA tournament you get a shit ton apparently like you know and I was in men's so that's what I'm thinking you know you get all this shit some of them got what you get like a watch and shit it's wild for the night the girls get like a towel and a fucking hoodie and uh, some fucking hand sanitizer the men got like 15 deodorants a hoodie a t-shirt a blanket a fucking um uh just you you get you get the picture you get the fucking picture bro they got shit loads more than the than the women which is and it's, it's still fucked up and then it was the food and the men just have like this banquet right and it's not you know it's not too flash it's in foil you know, the foil containers to keep shit hot, but it's just, and you go help yourself, right? 
the chicks, the women, sorry, got, you know, those takeaway containers, the white foam boxes where you, you clips open. They got that with just, it looked like fucking grill. It was some type of meat. I don't know what type of meat it was, but it wasn't probably edible meat. I think it was maybe, a, maybe horse, dog, cat, or, um, yeah, maybe, you know, something else that you don't really want to eat. Uh, and don't, it was fucking foul. It was fucking foul, bro. Uh, and, and, and the discrepancy, dude. Yeah. Fuck this, the NCAA, honestly, uh, you need, yeah. Shoot yourselves that, and they sort of come out with excuses. Once all this came out, the 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 images, the pictures of all this, they come out with excuses like, oh, you know, it, it, we ran out of space and this, that. And it's like, nah, bro, you gave them a fucking dumbbell rack, you know, come on. You, did you see the f space? Did you see the food? That's got nothing to do with space. That's a disgrace. So the NCAA is really fucking up, but they, they think that they're, you know, they're investigating, they're trying to right this wrong and all this. And they, hey, as they fucking should be, bro. Shit's sick out there. It's not that hard. It's not that hard, bro. Um, but that's all really for sport. AFL started. I, um, I did Rachel's footy tips for her. She's involved with her work footy tips. I'm involved with my friend footy tips. Uh, I'm two for two so far. Richmond beat Carlton um, and Western Bulldogs beat Collingwood last night. Uh, and today there's there's games on. Um, I would have liked to have hung out with friends, but we had something organized that got cancelled and, you know, whatever. I'll just hang out at home and do editing and all this shit. But if you, by the way, if you know someone who, who might want to do the podcast with me, not on, not as talent, but behind, you know, doing the sound, the soundboard and doing, uh, some editing, Googling things and putting it on the screen for me while I'm, while I'm talking, fucking hit me up or hit them up and tell them to hit me up. Cause I need some help. And, um, depending on how much money the podcast makes, they will make, they'll, they'll get a cut. They'll get a fucking cut. So, um, yeah. So think about that. Uh, hit someone up if you know them, but, um, yeah. So I, I did Rachel's footy tips for, her and I did the same tips except for the first game, you've got to do margin. And I did, my margin was, I did, I did 16. I wanted Richmond to beat Carlton by 16 points. And then when Rachel, I was driving when Rachel called me, she's like, can you help me out with my tips? I'm like, yeah, sure. I did the exact same tips as mine, but I said, I said, I think, I think Richmond's going to win by 25. And Rachel was like, okay, so 30. And I was like, well, that's a weird thing to say when I said 25, but sure, go 30. And she's like, that's a lot. And I was like, well, I said 25. You understand? Like, this is just a weird conversation. Anyway, she goes to 25 and I'm like, I'm, she's like, what did you do it by? And I said, 16. She's like, I'll do 16. I was like, no, 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 no. Do 25. I'm going to go change mine to 25 as soon as I get home. Anyway, I get home. I don't fucking change it. You know, I'm feeding the dog. I'm doing the dishes. I'm vacuuming. I'm doing all this shit. I'm doing all this good shit. Trying to, you know, trying to be, be a good man after, you know, you know, barely being at home the week before waltzing in at 4am every day, you know? And so 
So Rachel um, does 25. And lo and behold, Richmond win by exactly 25 points. And I'm fucking sitting here wanting, you know, you know, drink some fucking, what's it called? What's the suicide tablet called that spies have? Cyanide. I want to swallow some fucking cyanide, bro. Because I was supposed to, I was supposed to change it, and I got it exactly right for Rachel, and I, you know, nine points off for me is bullshit. But that's footy, that's tipping, bro, and that, you know, I love it. It's fun. It's fun times. It's fun fucking times, dude. Uh, but that's all for sport at the moment. Uh, I haven't been paying enough attention to NBA just because I've been, you know, been busy, been busy. So what we're gonna do. I think is go into Clay's reviews if we can do that immediately. Comedy action or horror? Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting, lighting, or costumes? This segment is Clay's reviews. Um, so the the I've got one, two, three, four, five movies here. The first one I watched was Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, and uh. It's not really my type of movie, but even though it's old McConaughey, I, 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 don't, I don't really know how to say his name. It's all on Sorcerer of the Welcome to the Potty podcast, but I think that's pretty close. Matthew McConaughey, right? Um, Even though it's old McConaughey, you know, he used to do corny rom-coms and shit. I just love that guy. The charm. And I wish I could, uh, I wish I could imitate him. I really do. All right, all right, all right. You know, it just doesn't work for me, but... um. Yeah, basically, he's like this player and he doesn't believe in marriage because of, like, I don't know, stupid men reasons, you know? So, he uh, he goes back in time or something. No, I don't know if he's dreaming or if he has a supernatural experience. I don't really understand the film. It's pretty fucking retarded. But, and, you know, I, I, I throw around the R word on this show like it ain't shit. All right, I don't give a fuck. Will I get cancelled for it eventually? Yeah, but I got to... First, I've got my listenership up. I've got to get to a point where I'm cancelable before I can get cancelled. So um, that's how you really know you've made it is when you get cancelled. Um, and that's, you know, obviously not a goal of mine to get cancelled, but retard, like retarded, this, you know, this movie was retarded. Um, yeah, so he goes back in time or something. <laughs> It's not a time travel film. He's dreaming or fucking something, dude. And he goes and he can see his previous experiences and how he's made girls feel and how much they've cried over him and all this. And he, he comes and he's he's learned his lesson in the end. You know, it's a fucking rom-com. You know how it works. Um, But, uh, you know, yeah, I didn't really enjoy it. But I had to watch For some reason, I had to watch it. I think it was easy to watch when, you know, I'm pretty emotionally fragile from, from alcohol. You know, I was drinking a lot over fringe. That's why I'm taking a break, but yeah, it was easy to watch. So that's why, that's why I watched it. And I, yeah, I could only manage maximum 5.5 out of 10, maximum 5.5. And honestly, yeah, yeah. 5.5, 5.5 out of 10 ghost of girlfriends pass. Uh, and that was on Netflix and a very new film, a very, very new film on Netflix called yesterday. I think it's still trending at the moment. It's, uh, what's her name? What is her name? Jennifer Garner. Oh, 
Jennifer Garner and some dude that I've never seen before. Um, their parents that used to be fun, right? Oh, we were so fun before we had kids and then we turned into grumpy parents. Mm. <laughs> so silly, you know? Uh, so then their kids are like, oh, I fucking hate you. You're the worst parents ever. You never let us do anything. And then they find out, you know, they go to a parent-teacher conference and their kids writing poems about how they're, you know, they're prisoners in their own homes and one of them does a video about how his mum is a dictator and, and they're like, we need to, how are we going to fix this? Oh, we'll do something called Yes Day where we're not allowed to say no to anything. And, you know, then, you know, shit, you know, shit turns, shit goes sideways, obviously. There has to be a point where it goes sideways. And then the children learn like, oh, they can't just say yes to us all the time because shit will go sideways. Man, I love my parents. The end. Um, It was almost like, what was that? Instant family. It was almost like a poor man's instant family. It was same sort of dynamic, uh, but not done as well and with less impressive actors. Um, not as funny either. wasn't quite as funny. It was probably more more aimed at children, whereas Instant Family, I think, was kind of more aimed at parents and letting letting people know about what adoption can be like, you know? So, yesterday I only got a six from me. Then I watched Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. And that shit was wild from the get-go, as these movies are, just wild stunts, things that will never happen in real life. You know, you got a semi-bionic, you got like a bionic man in Idris Elba. Uh, but it just went so weird at the end. Like it was action, action, fun, like, you know, funny quip here. Action, action. Someone dies. Action. You know? Oh, now I'm, you know, now I'm kind of, you know, having feelings for this person. And then a bit more action. Oh, I've got a kid. Action. And then he goes back to Samoa. And it's like family and we're not, I don't know why I turned Chinese just then or, or Japanese, but family also, you know, it's all about family and you left us and we are so mad at you. I'm still being, I think I'm still being Asian, so I won't do the accent, but it just went so like they went back to Samoa and we, we completely go, we revert from all this high tech shit we've been watching for two hours. This movie runs long too. We, we forget all the, the high tech shit we've been watching and we go back to using old school. We're using wood and we're inventing like bombs in barrels and all this. What I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like the rock wrote this. He just wanted to do some, some own shit or, and yeah, that's cool. Feel like feel good family stuff at the end there. And it just, just didn't seem to fit. It was just like it was just like he said, "Look, we've done we've done a hundred and nine Fast and Furious movies, and I haven't had the chance to go home yet. Can we fit in some Samoa in here so I can just go see someone that's from an island, bro?" And so they did that. That's what it felt like. They just put it in. It just jammed it in there. Fucking jammed it in. You know. So. That was wild. That was wild for the night. So that was a six out of 10. So, you know, we haven't gone above a six in these three movies. The next one that I watched was called Ma. That's also on Netflix. These have all been, all of these movies that I watched were on Netflix this time. 
uh, Ma, starring Octavia Spencer and a bunch of young up-and-comers, kind of, where this these kids, they just want to drink and party. You know, they're in high school and they they end up, they end up, uh, find this lady buys them booze and she's like, oh, instead of like being unsafe and driving around the neighborhood drinking, why don't you just drink in my basement and then fucking drive home afterwards? It still doesn't make sense. But, um, they're like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. And they go, and she ends up, she, she went to their high school and her, and the kids that she's having party in her house, their parents used to bully her and then it all becomes this revenge, this wild shit. And it's just like, it's, it gets so fucking weird and like, it could have been, it could have been scarier, honestly. They could have probably done a bit more. Uh, But yeah, it was, you know, it was a horror, it was a modern horror, like the old horrors, like, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. Usually like, generally bad actors. This one had Octavia Spencer in it, who's a good actor. And then the rest were like decent. I think the writing left something to be, be desired. Really. It was the writing for me. I, uh, it just didn't quite get it over the line there. I, this one's a six, but I, I would still probably say, watch it. You know, if you feel like a horror that you haven't seen before, you can probably, if you, if you don't like horrors, I think you can still get away with watching it. Like if, if you're like, oh, they scare me too much. This one, it didn't, it wasn't too scary, bro. Um, there was a wild, like there was one scene where the score really like ramped things up, which, um, which I enjoyed, but the rest was kind of like vanilla, bro, to be honest. So six for Ma. And finally, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, which is an old one. I think it's like 97 or something. And that, you know, that's unsourced. Hold on. Let me see. 2007. I was a whole decade off. Um, yeah. That, that, you know, Brad Pitt, he's always good. I didn't realize the cast. The cast was insane. So you got Brad Pitt as Jesse James. You've got um, Affleck. Casey Affleck. As fucking uh, Robert Ford, there was um, what's his name? The shit Jason Bourne. The shit Jason Bourne. Hold on, let me let me go through the cast here. It's not Matt, you know, not Matt Damon because Matt Damon is the good Jason Bourne, but the shit Jason Bourne is uh, Jeremy Renner was in it. Sam Rockwell was in it. Uh, that's all, that's all I remember, but it was turned, bro. I fucking loved this movie. The score was off the chain. The story was off the chain. It's a, it's a biographical, you know, biopic. It's kind of, you know, I don't know. I haven't researched it, so I don't know what was real and what wasn't, but it was turned up, bro. And they did really well. They did really well making this one. Uh, Brad Pitt is always just my fucking guy, bro. I just, I don't know. But the, yeah, the costume, set design, score, um, you know, lighting was pretty standard. Nothing crazy there. It wasn't like drive or whatever, you know, but it was, yeah, just standard. It was lit enough for me to see what was going on. Uh, Sound design in terms of like music versus 
voice. Sometimes I couldn't hear what the fuck was going on, which is annoying to me. Maybe, maybe I've got bad hearing. I don't know. Anyway, eight out of 10. Eight out of 10 for um, the assassination of Jesse James by Cal Robert Ford. Uh, and I would, yeah, obviously, highly recommend at an, at an eight. Uh, we're almost an hour. There was one. Uh, there was one advice email that came in that I'm keen to answer uh, uh, based on the on the header. So let's go. Let's go into um, advice here. We need to no move on. That ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. All right. Now, uh, so this one is coming in from someone named Teresa. Uh, the subject line is any advice for handling my first breakup. I'm a 23 year old female. I'm very close to breaking up with my boyfriend. I've seen too many red flags, although I like him so much and I really don't want to do it. My gut is telling me it's better to let it go. And that's just the first, you know, sort of, uh, the first line in this whole thing here. But I would say if that's what your gut's telling you, that's generally, that's time to fucking hang it up. But let's, let's, let's hear more. I've never broken up with someone or been broken up with before. Okay, first relationship. I could use some advice on how to do it maturely and gently. Also, any advice on handling the post-breakup? I'm not looking forward to feeling so lonely after spending, after speaking to someone every day for six months and letting them know me so much. Um, all right. Let me tell you this. Like, like I said, if your gut's telling you to do it, probably is probably fucking right. Red flags are red flags. When you say red flag, it means that you there's something there that's not right. You're seeing something, whether it's dr- dangerous or or just you know just not it doesn't seem right or whatever. I would, I would consider, yeah, a red flag, a red flag. Don't let the guilt of, you know, how it's going to make him feel keep you in the relationship, and don't let the fear of how it might make you feel keep you in the relationship. I would say clean break. Um, I would say, I hope we can, uh, continue to be friends in the future, regard, uh, depending on what these red flags are, of course, if they're, if they're very concerning, even in a friendship, I would just say, look, I, just, I don't think this is working. Uh, I've had fun this six months. I'm not ready for this relationship to continue. Uh, I don't think it's fair on you or me and I have to, you know, stop it. Uh, and I would appreciate it if we can sort of just relax on the communication for a little bit to make it easier on both of us. Uh, I'll reach out when I'm ready or you reach out when you're ready. But for now we need to sort of part ways. That's, that's how I would handle it. You're 23 years old. This guy's 23 years old. He may, he may have a strong reaction, uh, which in itself will be a red flag. So I'll just, yeah, I'll try and get out. Um, I would probably also, you know, you said you speak every day. I don't know if you see him every day, but if, if you guys are in the same town or city, I will try and do it face-to-face. Um, and depending on what the red flags are, maybe in a public place. Uh, if you feel safe, uh, do it in private, but it can take longer because he, he might start crying and all this bullshit. But uh, yeah, public place if you're worried about your safety, private place if not, but I'd say face-to-face. Um, just, just so the respect's there and it, I'd say it makes it more final too. If you, if you do it face to face, it's sort of like, you know, 
you've shown the courage to be like, this is definitely what I want and I'm doing it right here in front of you, which is difficult kind of thing. That's what I would say. Uh, I would also tell him why. I wouldn't, don't be offensive. I've done that before. You know, I, someone, I had a, a partner that I grew to resent and every little thing about her, I was, I was telling her like, this pisses me off and this and that, which is rude and not the way to do it. But I would just say, look, uh, I'm concerned about this. Um, and I think that it's fair to let you know that. So for your next relationship, you know, you, you're aware of it or whatever, but I don't feel like I want this to continue or something like that. Something, you know, put it a bit more lightly, but yeah, something like that, man. Um, or, or, or miss, you know, we're doing pronouns. Um, and yeah, I don't know. He probably knows where you live and stuff. Uh, it depends on what these red flags are. You might have to fucking move. I don't know. I don't know. But I hope that helps. Honesty is the best policy. Clean break. None of this. Let's be friends. Let's still hang out. Let's get coffee. You know, as friends. No. Clean fucking break. If you guys want to chat in a year from now, go ahead. Maybe even six months. Six weeks? Nah, fam. Six days? Nah. If he messaged you six minutes afterwards, don't respond. Make And make that clear. Don't just like, just be like, look, I'm not. We're not, we're not doing this. Um, yeah. Clean fucking break. That's all I can say. The more, the longer you guys decide you're going to keep talking and be, being these fake friends, you don't need to be friends with your exes. I'll tell you that right now. Exes? Nah, they're exes. Fuck them. They weren't your friend. Unless, you know, if you're in a friendship group and you start dating one of them, then that's, that's tough. That's fucking tough, dude. And that's probably, I don't recommend it. I don't know if I can recommend dating someone in your friendship group. But if you're, yeah, if you're, uh, if you weren't friends before, don't be friends after. And uh, if you're friends before, if you are friends before, just don't ever be anything more than friends. That's what I fucking say. People, how do you get girls? Oh, develop a friendship first. Fuck that. Oh, put myself in the friend zone, you know? Oh, bring them into my friendship group for three years and then make a move and then they're in the group and then it doesn't work out and then then the group chooses them over me. And it sounds like I'm talking like this has happened to me before. It hasn't, but this, this is what happens. But yeah, just stay away from that. Let's still be friends shit. Fuck that. It won't work. It won't work. And I think that's all. That's all I've got for you, Teresa, because I've, I've done my quota. I'm at an hour and I'm going to get out of here. But uh, thank you for uh, writing in. And uh, oh yeah, by the way, that uh, that advice right there. Easy money. I uh, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, please make for make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, what else? Yeah, follow uh, follow me, claiming math comic on Instagram. Follow welcome to the party on Instagram. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tag us post us, share us. Um, just please like I'm trying to grow this shit, man. I'm trying to grow this shit. I want this to be my full time joint. Then I can start bringing out more content two times a week, three times a week, exclusive shit for, you know, Patreon or something. Maybe I'm trying to, I'm trying to fucking do this, bro. So I need your help. 
and it's free for you to share. So it's for, I do this for free, man. You guys don't pay shit. So please just, just share it. Just share it. Get the word out. I love you guys, man. Don't forget to love yourselves. And as always, bang bang. Baby, welcome to. Baby, welcome to.